Hello and welcome to the Women in Safety podcast, a place of conversations to empower and inspire you to transform your career. I'm your host, Alana Ball, and we're here today to cut through some of the BS of health and safety. I want to be real, authentic, and most of all, think critically about what we learn, what we hear, and how we experience things in our journey. I want you to take this time for yourself. Reconnect with your passion, reconnect with your career, and join us as we grow together. So settle in and see where this episode transforms you. Welcome to another episode of the Women in Safety podcast. I am joined today by the wonderful Nicole from Neon Shed. And Neon Shed is not necessarily what it sounds like. And we're here to hear her story, her journey, and how she's changing the lives for so many in what I would say is a little bit of the edges of psychological safety, if you will. Uh, So it's great for you to be here, Nicole. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Alana. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited because I feel like we've got so many similarities, what we're trying to achieve in what we do. Tell our listeners where this journey's begun for you and, and I guess leading into why we're here talking today. Yeah. Well, I've actually been in comms for 20 years and in the work health and safety and workers comp industry for 13 of those or 13. Mm. Um, and I started my uh, safety career and my New South Wales government career back in 2007 at Work Cover New South Wales when that was an organisation. And I've actually worked for both safety regulators in New South Wales, um, the Workers' Comp Insurer and the Workers' Comp Independent Review Office. And in total, about nine government agencies um, where I've met some amazing people doing great things. And I've been able to create fantastic programs that really shifted the dial when it came to safety and small business and supporting seriously injured people. But I also experienced bullying and sexual harassment and discrimination at these workplaces that were meant to protect people from it, plus a couple of the other agencies mm-hmm. that I were um, And as a target, I felt completely alone. Uh, and in many workplaces, I was completely alone. We, we think that... Um, if you raise an issue of bullying and sexual harassment or misconduct, that the organisation or HR, they'll say, wow, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. <laughs> Let's fix it. Um, but as we know, it it just doesn't happen. And just to give you an example of a couple of things that like happened to me when I went to report these things, HR asked me if I had asked the bully if they're okay because there could be a reason that the, they were acting that way. Um, and, you know, I've reported things and just got the runaround or had, you know, crickets um, and then being victimised myself. And I just looked at that and went, if these guys don't know what to do, how can anyone else know? And that's really why I started Neon Shed, to help people have the courage to do the right thing for them. Mm, so interesting because as soon as you said that, I really reflected on there was a time in my career that, um similarly had a leader who you know just was uh really undermining and i i had approached them and said you know can you just stop what can you stop this behavior like what heaven forbid uh we're just at work and we're in the health and safety team maybe you shouldn't be an asshole um (laughs) 
And then when I went to, you know, our employee relations team, you know, one of the pieces of advice was, um, you know, well, have you told them that, you know, you're sad about it or have you reflected on, on why you're sad about it? You know, is it a story you've told yourself? Oh, God. And I was like, oh, wow, this is going to go nowhere. This is, yeah. li- there's literally no point having this conversation anymore. So I completely, I completely resonate with that story. And I'm sorry, um, certainly that you went through that because it's just not okay. No. And, and I mean, I was at one organization where this shouldn't have happened, but mm. I was in an executive meeting. I was being screamed at by someman um, in a higher position <laughs> than me. My boss was also in the meeting. He said nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had two people come, one who wasn't in the meeting, um, come and see me the next day to see if I was okay. I'm like, yeah. um, I've been through this enough and, you know, it, it is what it is. But I did speak to my boss and say, you know, that's not acceptable, right? Mm. Yeah, I know. And he goes, I'll talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's the, what's the saying? The standard you walk past is the standard you accept? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was there. Like, yeah. this was I was three months into the role. There was no reason to do the screaming. But mm. what this guy was doing was saying, I am in a position of power over you and you will listen to what I have to say. And knowing that, you look at it and go, oh, okay, whatever. It's your ego that's having a, a mm. bit of a, um, a, a moment. Bit- a pedestal <laughs> moment. The ego is on a pedestal. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say some other things, but I think they're inappropriate for a podcast. So yes. m- maybe I'll say them too off air. <laughs> Um, so what, tell me a little bit more about Neon Shed then. Um, I'd love to know the meaning behind the name, uh, (laughs) and what you guys are up to at the moment. So Neon Shed brings light to the dark sides of work. Yeah. Yeah. In my career, I found and experienced seven dark sides of work that create unsafe and unhealthy workplaces when they're swept under the rug. Mm. So they are bullying harassment discrimination, mental health stigma, office politics, poor leadership, uh, profit before people, the community or the environment and systems and structures. Mm. So as we've said, you know, there's so many agencies and organisations that tell employers and workers what they need to do when they come to these things, when it comes to these things, but often the how is missing. So my focus and expertise is on bullying, sexual harassment and courageous leadership uh, so Neon Shed provides bullying, sexual harassment and discrimination training that's a bit different because um, I found, you know, through all the new organisations I've been through, you go through the rope training and it's pretty standard. Uh, I love the videos of, I reckon it must they must have been filmed in like the 70s or 80s <laughs> and they still roll them out in 2023 where it's got, you know, the office manager comes to the secretary and touches them on the back or gives the little bum a little bit of a rub and it's like, don't do this. It's like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Can we maybe bring it up to speed? So thank you, Neon Shed, for bringing it up to speed. Well, yeah, and and I find that people are, maybe it's because we've seen the same thing or it talks about policy and legislation, which is really important, but a lot of it, your eyes glaze over because you've seen it before or it, it it doesn't relate to what you need to do to stop mm. it. Mm. So, or it's we going, know it's wrong. 
We know that you touching my butt is the wrong choice at work. Yeah. Um, but what do I do and how do I be, you know, taking your words, how do I be courageous about doing something about it? Exactly. And how do you do that as a target? How do you do that as a witness? How do you do that as a manager? How do you do that as a HR or work health and safety professional? Because we don't know what to do in ourselves and we go to people that we think are there to help us, but often they're not provided with the tools either. So I provide um, training that's not boring. <laughs> Um, and also not three hours. It's actually broken up into eight modules over six weeks. So yeah. any practical tools that you can practice with and um, know how to stop it. It gives you multiple options of what I call a courage continuum. Mm-hmm. So think say or do in the moment or afterwards, depending on your level of courage. And really that could be as simple as going up to someone if you're witnessing it and saying, hey, do you have a moment and just take them out of the situation? Say, mm-hmm. so, okay, I saw what happened. And if you don't feel comfortable reporting it together, write it down, document it. Like mm-hmm. we don't even get told the, the small things. And, um, you know, I even talk about the neurobiology of why we react the way we do, why perpetrators do, why managers do. And the fight, flight, freeze is actually um, something that is inbuilt. So us freezing when someone touches our butt is is not something that we can control. But if you know that, okay, I'm in a I'm in a scary situation, what do I need to do here? What I suggest, one of them, is just get out. Get out mm-hmm. of the safe place. We we often hold back because we feel like we're going to offend the other person. Stuff that they've offended you. They've crossed your boundaries, your values, your morals, your ethics, the law. Like, just get out of there and make sure that you um, are resetting your nervous system and then look at it when, you know, your brain's um, out of that state. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually um, pull in a lot of things to help you understand where you're at and what you feel most comfortable with. and the other program, what other major program that I think is relevant to chat about is the Courageous Leader Launchpad, which mm-hmm. is a 12-week program for only eight participants, but it helps leaders with the tough parts of leadership that we're not taught, but we're expected to know. So things like uh, creating psychological safety, managing poor performance, managing conflict and bullying, and dealing with difficult people, like we get promoted into these leadership roles um, and we're expected to do these things, but where are the tools? And yeah, so it's really about helping people to to do the tough stuff and bring light to those those issues that we normally sweep under the rug. Yeah, goodness, there's there's quite a few of them. And, and as you said, I've seen the leaders that get promoted and, you know, they do, they just fall because we haven't necessarily as an organisation supported them to in that leap and and all this, the sticky stuff and, as you said, the dark sides. So uh, I think that's really, really important work that you're doing. So talk us through what's inspiring you at the moment in in that role. You know, I, I would imagine there's lots of things that are lighting you up. Uh, yeah. What are some of those wins, some of those inspirational moments that you're seeing? Uh, really what gets me out of bed in the morning is the ability to make change. Mm. So 
talking to people when I give them uh, options and them coming back and saying, oh my God, it actually worked. Or I feel like I've got the tools to be able to to tackle this issue or stand up for myself. Like Mm. we get taught to do that in school, but then we get told to sit down and be quiet as well. So Mm. it's being able to to stand up and speak up for yourself in a professional manner. Um, And yeah, I I get inspired by the change that I'm able to help other people make in their lives. And I really think everything happens for a reason. Like I've gone through those crappy experiences to understand the system, understand the processes internally and externally, and to help other people know what to do in those situations. So, you know, for targets to take back their power and their right to a safe workplace, for witnesses to know what to do if they see it and you know managers HR and work health and safety professionals with the to give them the tools that they need to stop it and repair the harm where Mm -hmm. appropriate I feel like that's a bit of a gap um well yeah there's a there's a few gaps where yeah I just I am inspired to help people do that and and to see the relief uh Mm -hmm. when I I chat to people and my goal is always to make a big impact. And I find that sometimes the training, the one-on-one training is great, but be up, but to be able to train people to make an impact in their own lives and mm. working lives and their own teams um, is, yeah, what gets me excited every day. Oh, that is so awesome. I think, like, I... I- I can see the video, so I'm watching uh, footage. We're on a Zoom call right now and just your face, you know, your face tells and I hope our listeners can hear it in the voice uh, because you you clearly are, are so passionate about it. And, you know, I think it's sad that we have to have those lived experiences and women in safety is a classic example of it, um, that I'm doing it out of a lived experience of what I didn't want when it came to a community of people that would support me in my career. So, you know, the, the like as much as I support you and I absolutely celebrate what you're doing, I do think it's so sad that so much of what we do, particularly as a, as another woman, we do what we do because of that lived experience. So I'm glad you're at least part of the solution and, and not sitting in it because uh, I think it is easy to get into that victim mentality. So to be able to celebrate it and go, do you know what? I'm going to take a stand for this and I'm going to teach others on how to not be where I was. I think yeah. absolute tip of the cap to you because I think it's such valuable work that you're doing uh, and I think many people would have the lived experience. So that's really cool. Um but certainly no doubt comes with its own challenges uh, as, you know, business owner to business owner, health and safety professionals. What have some of those challenges been for you recently? Yeah, um, I suppose work working in the industries that I was in, um, being in male-dominated industries was a challenge but also an opportunity. So um, I felt like I was able to make change in places but also, you know, going back to that point of ego, uh, it really kind of stopped me from Mm. progressing some of those change. Um, So being a young woman in a senior position was definitely a challenge. Um, And early in my career I really didn't have courage and I didn't know how to use my voice. So (laughs) 
I was uh, one of those people who, you know, in training sessions or meetings, team meetings, um, I had to write down my name and my title <laughs> and that answer to that icebreaker question so I didn't forget. So I didn't forget my name. <laughs> and I was always so nervous in those uh, in those meetings and being courageous just wasn't natural or easy for me. So to go from that um, to to flip that on its script because I I just got sick of that and I see people not having courage in themselves, not having courage in um, in different situations, and we just we feel lost and and heartbroken with that. So to be able to give people the courage or ignite the courage that's already there within them is um, is fantastic, but. I suppose one of the biggest challenges too is knowing how to deal with bullying harassment as a witness or a target or as a leader. So, um, yeah, I found that that was a huge struggle and we had workplaces that said, you know, there's a zero tolerance policy for bullying and sexual harassment, but <laughs> it happens. Mm -mm. It happened to me, it happened to you, it probably happened to many of the listeners. So, you, you know, the typical company line is talk to the person if you can, look at the policy and report it to your manager or HR. But we know that that's not, not always successful in stopping the behaviours or the harm. So um, those are some of the challenges that I had to overcome to get here. And um, <laughs> and now I it's about really getting to organisations and leaders prior to them needing me. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather than it being a crisis call, be a how do we support upfront? Yeah, which makes it so much easier, right? Like it, we're in the prevention space, um, which makes everything easier. But I often get calls from, oh crap, we need to. We've got this issue, so we need to do this training. Or what's the legislation again? Or what what are we going to do to be compliant? So. Mm -hmm kind of bridging that gap and just getting that awareness out there to, um, yeah, help people do that preventative work so that they don't have those problems and issues and you don't have to waste time on leaders and work health and safety professionals and HR doing the complaint management mm -hmm. and trying and the to investigations and, yeah. yeah. And you know how much time and effort that takes. Yeah. Imagine not having yeah. to do that in your workplace. <laughs> But, Nicole, what I find interesting, you know, for you to say the um, uh, and, and I, I just hope this resonates with our listeners, for you to say, you know, I would write my name and, and my title down because I'd get so nervous to speak up, you know, on the flip side of that, I'd be the first. I'd be like, hand up, I'm a ball, let's play. Um, but in the, the awful, excuse me, awful situations, I'd be dead silent. Because my personality type is I want everyone to love me, right? Yeah. So, so if I'm going to speak up and cause a little bit of, you know, unrest, uh, that's going to cause maybe someone not to like me, so I'm not going to say anything. And, like, I have seen that so often in my career um, to the point that I resigned from my corporate job and it wasn't until I left that I could speak my truth and say, you know, in my letter, my resignation Dear Chief HR, here's all of the complaints that I had about this particular individual um, because I don't need them to like me anymore. I don't yes. need to be liked by the company, by the team. It took me to walk away and, and that's where I just go, 
you know, I need to do your courageous launch pad because it's like I, I wish I wish I had the courage to say okay. things sooner, not yeah. walk away and then say it because, yeah, it's that whole, yeah, it's got to stop when it stops, not walk away yeah. first, yeah. Exactly. Mm. And I used to be a people pleaser as well and it just got me nowhere and I think that's why I had to have so many of these crappy experiences like I, I burn out completely um, and had to take six months to kind of build my health back together and, you know, piece my psyche and my soul back together. Um, and even after that, I had another experience where I actually had to go to a lawyer and safe work and uh, like other things. Mm. Uh, I think it gets to a point where, and, and everyone's different where that point is, where you just say enough is enough. I, mm. I'm going to speak up for me because no one else is. And now I want to speak up for you and for everyone else and help you to have those options to be able to go, yes, like just make it easier so that you can do what you need to and help make the next generation or, you know, you want the workplace for your kids to be mm. Different. Something's got to change. Ab absolutely. I my <laughs> my whole internal body is absolutely cheering with you. So I'm super excited. Now for our listeners who maybe aren't there to necessarily do your programs right now, what are something that you know from a tangible takeaway today that they could, you know, they could start making that change today, whether that be for them individually or for their organisation? What would that piece of advice be? Uh, we have to prioritise ourselves. Mm. Too often we prioritise a workplace or a job that will replace us in an instant. <laughs> so put yourself, your loved ones, your self-care and your mental health first. Um, when you don't, you know, bad things happen. Um, and I think attached to that is knowing your values. Mm. If you what you're going to stand for, you can be more courageous um, when something doesn't align with those values. And to make real change, we need to take action. And it doesn't need to be huge. You don't have to stand up to the bully and <laughs> wave a flag, although I do suggest a red card every now and then. <laughs> oh, I'm sure some of them bloody need it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yet take action and it can be scary, but having options, practicing and having allies at work will help you be more courageous. Um, and as I said before, you know, it could be as simple as going up to the victim and just asking them if they have a moment. Um, you could just say, Hey, that's not okay. If you witness it, like mm. was that non-confrontational? Um, and yeah, just just do something to interrupt it. If you're the target, just leave. <laughs> if they say, why did you leave? <laughs> can come back and say. Because you're an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. If only, right? If only. Yeah. 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 And I think the big thing uh, too, if you're a leader, you've got to make sure that you manage these issues professionally, quickly and appropriately. That is part of your role. The success of the team and the mental health and well-being and the physical health and well-being is your responsibility. So allowing it, ignoring or it, ignoring it, or participating in it is not okay. And if you don't know how to do those things, find out how, because I know it's scary and I didn't have the tools myself. Um, but it's not an excuse anymore. So if you mm. don't don't lead people. <laughs> 
Yeah, and look, we don't have time to discuss it today, but it'll be interesting to hear your views on, but what if it is the leader that's doing the behaviour? Um, but we'll cover that one another time maybe. But I wanted to just draw our listeners to, <clears throat> just based on your advice, I think it's episode three. There's an episode I did solo called Personal Branding with Alana and in that talks about what your values are, what you will and won't stand up for, um, what are your strengths and the key drivers. And I want to point people back to that episode because I think you saying around what are your values, what are your boundaries, what will you stand for, what will you not, I tell you what, once you really start to work on that and go, this is not okay and I will walk away based on X, Y, Z, so, so much power within yourself. So I completely agree. Please mm. go back in the podcast, find that episode. I think it's episode three. Um, yeah. Uh, so what's next, Nicole? What 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 neon lights are you shining next in the business? It's really just about launching what I've already got. So really just getting out there to to individuals and organizations, help them where they're at. Like, where's your sticking point? How can I shed light on some of the issues that you've got? How can I help you get through those tough things? Um, because we get stuck and then no action happens and then it festers and then people are sexually harassed and then it's all over the news and you turn around and go, oh, what's happened? (laughs) Yeah. Let's stop it early. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't (laughs) seen that case yet. I know. And then you get whistleblowers. But that's the the thing, Nicole, it's happening everywhere. It is. Yeah. It is. And you have to get back to those those basics and the, the basic tools to help businesses and individuals to know what to do and how to stop it so that you're not in the news, so that you know yeah. how to work with a whistleblower to say, thank you so much. This is an issue. Let's work on fixing it. Not Also, you don't lose good people. We are already in a market shortage, right? Like yes. we can't get good people. So why let your systems and your, you know, what's going on in your organization lose even better people because of shit that we could have prevented exactly yeah preaching to the converted we're on the same page we will link um your website nicole because i know you're doing a lot of speaking around courage and taking people through that journey uh as well as neon shed because i think what the the light that you're spreading on this darkness uh needs to continue to spread so Thank you so much for joining our podcast. I'm super excited. I'm sure we will have you on again to have more conversations because I feel like this was not wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could talk all day. We could. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks, Alana. really appreciate it. Wow. What an episode. If you loved today's episode just as much as I did, we'd love to hear your feedback or even better, share it with your friends, your colleagues and other safety sisters or safety misters so they too feel empowered and inspired. We will catch you for another conversation next time and we hope in the meantime you start implementing some things to transform your career.